tonight, I want to do something different. It's going to be a one-off message just, just tonight. Uh, it's not a part of a bigger series tonight. Um, but tonight what I want to do is I want to give you, I'm going to call it six in six, okay? In six things that I've learned in the last six months uh, from being a dad, okay? Uh, some of you guys know that, we, uh, that my wife and I just had our first little girl, Ayla. And um, come on, come on. Anybody love Ayla? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Get it all out of your system now, okay? I'm going to be talking about her all night. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we love Ayla here. She is now six months, all right? And I was thinking about this today, all right, Father's Day. I was thinking about what, are, what have I learned about God from being a father? How many of you know that God is actually described as our heavenly father? Come on, somebody say amen. Amen, right? Come on. So God is actually described as our heavenly father. And so tonight what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you six things that I've learned about God in the last six months from being a father. Because what I've learned is that in being a father and in being a dad, I'm not an expert by any means. I'm only six months in. Pray for me, okay? Uh, but at the same time, over the last six months, I've actually learned about who God is. And tonight I'm going to give you ten, uh, six truths about God. Maybe you're taking notes tonight. Six truths about who God is and his nature. And I'm believing that tonight uh, will help you understand who God is. Are you guys ready? Somebody say, I'm ready. ready. All right, can we pray? Is that cool? Let's pray all across this room. We're going to open scripture together. God, we love you. We thank you for who you are and what you've done for us in our lives. God, we're, we're better because of you. And we thank you tonight here at CY that we get to worship together, that we get to praise your name, that we get to learn from scripture tonight. God, I pray that you would make it alive to us, that we understand scripture to be alive and it's living. And so tonight, God, would you enlighten your word to us in our hearts that we can come to know it, understand who you are. We love you, God, enter and pray. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Well, I got to tell you guys, uh, my world changed uh, six months ago. My world literally changed completely. And all the parents, uh, y'all know what I'm talking about, okay? Because when you have a baby, when you have a child, everything changes. And it's been the most incredible six months ever. Like every season gets better. At first, like she started opening her eyes more and looking at me. And now she's like, I can't even contain her. I put her on the floor and she's rolling and trying to crawl and all these things. It's crazy. But every single day has been so amazing. But in studying scripture and every, every morning I'm, I'm reading through my Bible. I'm reading about who God is and I'm learning about him and, and being our heavenly father. And then I just, I can't stop but think about the fact that I get to be the father of this little girl. And there's a lot of parallels, and as I'm thinking about these things, I'm going to give you six items, I already said this, but six items about who God is. And, and I think that these truths, can I, can I tell you something tonight, young person, these six truths are so important for your life. If you will cling to these six things, if you will believe them, if you will know them, if you will study them, then I believe that your life will look completely different than what this world has to offer. Why? Because if we understand who God is, it changes everything about us. Amen? Come on, like, because when we meet Jesus, he changes everything. And so tonight, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about six things. I'm going to dive in. Number one is God loves you more than you can even understand. God loves you more than you can even understand. God loves you more than you can ever think or imagine. You cannot understand how God, how much God loves you. Now, this became very true for me because my dad my entire life said, Kobe, I love you. My mom has always told me my entire life, Kobe, I love you. And, and I, I, there was people in my life that told me, like, Kobe, when you one day have your own children, it's going to be different. 
You're going to experience a different type of love. Sal, you know what I'm talking about. Sandra, you know what I'm talking about. Brandon, you know what I'm talking about. Like, it just changes when you become a parent. And you, you understand a new type of love. Can I tell you tonight? I could not understand this until I'm sitting in the seat I'm in right now. And can I tell you tonight that we will not be able to understand the amount of love that God has for us. That his love is so deep. His love is so wide. His love will literally cover any sin, anything that you've ever done. His love is so incredible. And what's crazy about it is that even though we feel love for people, even though I feel love for my daughter, even though you feel love for others in your life, how much more does God even love us? Amen? This is incredible truth. And there's massive implications for us. In fact, Ephesians 2, verse 4 through 5 says this. It says, but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much. This is who God is. But God is so rich in mercy. I love this, I love this translation. It calls his mercy rich. It's abundant. It's never-ending. I mean, it's so rich, he's so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, comma, let's go to the next one, that he, even though we were dead because of our sins, what does sin do? It separates us from God. It brings us out of communion with God. It brings us out of relationship with God. Sin separates us from God. But it says that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. Amen, church? Amen. It's only by God's grace that you have been saved. It's not about anything that you've ever done or could ever do that has saved you. I hope you know that. It's only by God's love that you are saved. There's nothing that you could do to earn your way to heaven. There's nothing that you could do to earn your way to God. No, it tells us here that only by the grace of God that you have been saved. Why? Because he loves us so much. That he's so rich in mercy that even though we were dead and even though we had a separation from God, he sent his son Jesus to die for us, to do something that we could never do for ourselves so that we could be in relationship with him, so we can confess and repent of what we've done, and so we can be in right communication and relationship with God. Can I tell you, friends, tonight that God loves you more than you can even understand? That his love is so vast, his love is so deep. And can I tell you a mark of a, true, of a mature believer, someone that's fallen after Christ? I think our job as a believer and as a follower of Christ is try to understand God's love better. That our walk here on earth is trying to understand, God, who are you and what have you done for me? God, God can I just try to better understand your love? And something that happens over the maturity, the maturing of a believer, it's the sanctification, it's becoming more like Jesus. And in the process, what happens is we start to understand who God is. So number one tonight, please don't ever forget this, that God loves you more than you can even understand. And nothing that you will ever do or have ever done will separate you from God if you're willing to step into a relationship with him. Now, number two tonight, six things I've learned about God in the last six months. Number two uh, is uh, God knows what's best for your life. God knows what's best for your life. And sometimes what we like to do is we like to insert our agenda. We like to insert what our ideas are. We like to insert our timing and ask God to bless what our ideas are. Have you ever done this before? 
And you say, God, I, I would pray for all these things, and you give him a long list. Like, you've already made the agenda. You've already made the plan. You've already told God, this is the idea that I have. Will you just stamp your approval on it? And what's the real truth is that God knows what's best for our life. God knows what's best for your life. And so what we do is we realize that God knows what's best. Therefore, our job is try to better understand as believers what God's plan for my life is. God, what's your calling over my life? What's my purpose? Where are you leading me? Where are you guiding me? God, I want to follow after you. God knows what's best for your life. Because as I watch Ayla try to learn how to do things, and it's so funny. Like, we, we just transitioned her. She's now sitting in a high chair. Guys, it's the best thing ever, okay? It's amazing. Okay, she's sitting there, and she's grabbing at food and just bringing it to her mouth. It's disgusting, okay? Completely disgusting. And I'm like, she's drool. I mean, just the whole thing, right? And there's, there's food all over the ground. And every time she eats, every single time, we have to give her a bath after because it's so dirty, right? And I'm like, come on, Ayla. Like, just take the food or eat it. Like, bite it. Let's just eat it. Come on. Let's go. And she doesn't even understand it. It's the most incredible thing ever. And I, I'm sitting over here like thinking like, oh man, like I know what's best for her. I can just give her the way. I can just say, Ayla, here's the plan. I'll just show you the way. But, but, but what really happens is Ayla's got to kind of figure it out on her own. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can guide her. I can coach her. I can point her in the right direction. But at the same time, she's got to figure it out on her own. But what happens is, is as, as young, and, and I, I know this because she's not even here yet, but uh, or th this will happen eventually where she's going to start just, you know, I know she's, gonna, she's not going to want to do what I say and all these different things, you know. And sometimes we do that with God, right? Like, God knows the plan, but we feel like we have to figure it out ourselves. Sometimes we, we say, oh, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to try to figure out how my approach is. Some of you are approaching the end of high school, and you're thinking about college. Come on, can I tell you tonight, friends? Go to God about college before you start hunting, like, figuring out what school you're going to go to. Like, may, maybe for you it's saying, I'm going to go to God and ask him, what is your plan? What is my pur your purpose for my life? What school are you going, taking me to? What's the next chapter look like for me? Like, some of us need to go to God before we start dreaming about what our ideas are and saying, this is my plan. God, will you just bless it? God knows what's best for our life. And friend, can I tell you tonight, if you, if you believe this, if you internalize it, if you really live this out, it has massive implications for your life. So that's number two, God knows what's best for your life. I hope you believe that tonight. I hope that's something you will grab onto. Number three tonight, God doesn't want your heart tomorrow. Come on, he wants your heart today. He doesn't want your heart tomorrow, he wants your heart today. And can I just tell you what I experienced so much? So many people talk about how they're going to follow Jesus tomorrow. So many people talk about how the next season, I'm giving that one to God. And so many people look to the future and saying, in future, I'll have faith. In the future, I'll follow Jesus. But come on, tonight what we have to do is we have to surrender and say, Jesus, I'm deciding to follow you today. Not tomorrow, not in a week, not in a month, not in the next season, but today. See, oftentimes I hear people talk about tomorrow, but here's what happens. Is that your investment into your relationship with God today, hear me, will actually pay dividends tomorrow. And the reason that this is something that I'm learning in this season is that for a far too long, I did not take my faith seriously. For far too long in my life, I did not allow God to have my entire heart, my entire life. I didn't allow God to fully have access to me. Is that where you're at tonight? Like, are you allowing God into your, in, fully into your life or just part of your life? 
because I lived that way for way too long. And I thought to myself, well, I'm in junior high, I'm in high school, one day I will follow Jesus. One day I'll be a pastor, or one day I'll do these things or do that thing. One day I'll go to Bible college and I'll learn more about God. One day, but can I tell you tonight, he does not want your heart tomorrow, he wants it today. And what happens for us is that we start investing into a relationship with God that ends up paying dividends tomorrow and in your future. And here's when this really hit me really hard. Because we're talking about being, I'm talking about being a parent tonight, right? Is, um, is there's this moment in the hospital where the nurse hands you a baby. Parents, you know what I'm talking about. And they, you're holding your baby for the very first time. And you realize, like, this is my baby. And I have to point her towards Jesus. I have to point her towards the Lord. Catch this, that God has actually entrusted me as her parent. I don't know about you, but there's some weight in that. And I'm, can I just tell you, I'm pretty grateful that I didn't wait until now to start investing into my relationship with God. Because I have years of developing and growing in my relationship with God that I'm at where I'm at today because of yesterday and the day before and the day before. And because I invested and I've been investing into my relationship with God in maturity over time, growing in a relationship with him, I find myself at a place where I'm realizing, yeah, there's weight to it, but I'm ready to direct her towards Jesus. Some of you think about having a relationship with someone and you want to marry someone down the road, but can I tell you, it's not, don't wait until then to start building a relationship with God. Come on, start doing it today. Because if not, you're going to carry your singleness into your marriage. You're going to carry your problems into your marriage. And now you got two messed up people getting married. It's just messed up. Don't wait till tomorrow to start investing into your relationship with God. And for some of you, you've been pushing on the brakes way too much. For some of you, it's your curiosity for things that you're not familiar with that are causing you to go the world's way instead of God's way. Come on, can I tell you, come back home God wants your heart today. He wants your commitment today. So number three, God doesn't want your heart tomorrow. He wants your heart today. And I believe that as a teenager, somebody listen to me right now because this is important. If, as a teenager, if you'll invest these years into your relationship with God, your, your life will look different as an adult. It will look different than what this world has to offer. And it will be abundant. The Bible calls it an abundant life with Christ. So start investing into your relationship with God today. All right, number four about what I've learned about being a parent over the last six months, um, if, you're, if you're tracking with me, number four tonight is God wants your devotion, but ultimately it's your choice. Now, now, now hear my language here, because this isn't Bible, this isn't, this isn't scripture, this is just Kobe talking, so this isn't perfect, okay? Don't get me wrong tonight. But tonight, here's, here's what I'm trying to talk about is that God wants your devotion. He wants your heart. Not tomorrow, today, but he wants your devotion. He wants a fully surrendered follower of Christ. That's who we're trying to be. And, but, but, catch this, it's ultimately your choice. What does this mean? It's not God's choice. Now, something crazy happened in the garden where God placed Adam and he placed Eve. He placed two people into the garden, and he basically said, hey, this is the opportunity in front of you. Here's right, here's wrong. I'm praying and hoping that you'll go my way instead of the world's way. And what did they choose from the very beginning? They decided to go the world's way. And so since the beginning of time, since the beginning of this, this planet has existed, 
God has given us the choice. Will you devote your life to him or will you not? Can I ask you tonight, where are you at? Are you giving him your devotion? Are you surrendering all to God? Because it's your choice. Now, what I love about this, if we want to get theological here, the Bible also talks about Jesus choosing us as well, which is the beautiful part. That God's not going to be caught off guard because he's actually choosing us as well. And it's really complicated, but I, in the, in just trying to keep it simplistic tonight, I want to tell you, God wants your devotion, but it's your choice. Are you going to follow him or are you not? And in this season, if you will follow after Jesus, then you will become someone who's all in for your faith. Can I tell you tonight that Ayla, I know you guys love her, so you're going to be surprised by this, but Ayla is so selfish. Can I tell you? Y'all, we don't ever let anybody tell you that we are taught about sin, okay? No, 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 no. We are born with sin, okay? We inherited sin. <laughs> because, can I tell you, from a young age, I'm talking months old, okay? Ayla, she's a little selfish, Okay, like, 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 like I'm just eating my food and she tries to grab the food out of my mouth and put it in her mouth. I'm like, girl, chill. I'm like, Ayla, this is my food. She's trying to take my food, right? And, and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And as human beings, naturally we're sinful, naturally we're selfish. Now that's a silly little example. But how many of you know we are born into sin, right? That's how we're, that's what we're born into, and so uh, as followers of Christ, we have to recognize that our natural behavior is to sin. Our earthly flesh wants to sin. But our job is to pursue a relationship with God. And in that pursuit, we become more like him. So God wants your devotion, but it's ultimately your choice. From day one, what are you going to do with it? And my prayer, my hope, is that you'll go God's way over the world's way. All right, I got, I got two last ones, and then we're going to go into small groups tonight. We're going to have some fun together. Number five. What I've learned about being a parent is I've learned about patience. God is infinitely more patient than we will ever know. God is more patient, infinitely more patient than we will ever know. Can I tell you to parent is to learn patience. Realize it's not about you anymore, right? Brandon's just chuckling back there. He's like, Kobe, you're right. Like, it's, it's, it's learning like I have to be patient. Can I tell you, like, for me, my journey over the last six months, parenting is, I'm learning more about who Jesus is. It's incredible patience for us. Because think about this. Jesus creates you and me, and he gives us an opportunity to go his way. And over and over and over, over, and over again, we just say no. How many of you have ever backstabbed God before? I have. Right? Like, I've... I've committed one day, I've committed even in, in one morning to go God's way, and then later that day, I'm like, God, what? I'm so sorry. And I just sense like this overwhelming amount of patience from God, like washing over us to say, I love you more than you can ever imagine. And can you just sit here for a moment and just try to sit and think about the patience of God? That even though while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That even though we make mistakes, even though we don't deserve it, God steps into the gap and says, I love you. And he's patient with us over and over and over again. Can I tell you, to know Jesus is to recognize that he is more patient than we will ever know. For that, I'm 
extremely grateful. Last one today, number six, and then I'm gonna, we're gonna go into a time of worship together. Number six is God sent his son to die for you. And I wrote this, friends, because, well, this is fundamental to Christianity and to what we believe here. But I just thought about, wow, like this is wild. Because would I want to send my son, my daughter to die for someone who's backstabbing me? I mean, the amount of love that God showed for us. Some of you, you've experienced this type of love. He loves you that much. In fact, Ephesians 2 says this, that God saved you by his grace when you believed. That by his grace, you are saved. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God because God sent his son to die for us. So here tonight, here at CY, many of you have experienced this type of love before. And for some of us, can I tell you, it's a lifelong journey with Jesus, right? Like it's literally a lifelong journey of following after Jesus. And what I'm trying to do as a parent is try to tell my daughter from a young age, starting today, starting right now, that Jesus loves her. That Jesus has a plan and purpose for her life. And it's my prayer that Ayla will go God's way over the world's way for the rest of her life. She make mistakes like you and me, we're human. But that she's going God's way. Can I tell you that's my prayer for you? But sometimes what happens for us as believers is we need to be reminded of God's love for us. Sometimes we forget about how much God actually loves us. Sometimes we get so mundane and stagnant in our faith that we forget how big God is and how gracious he is and how loving he is, how much mercy he has shown us. So tonight, what I wanna remind us here in this moment is that God is our heavenly father. That God loves you more than you could ever dream or imagine. That he has so much patience for you, so much mercy, so much grace. And come on, if you feel distant from God, know that he is so close to you. I feel like, uh, on one hand, I feel like I'm a really bad parent because I'm like, I don't know at all what I'm doing. But at the same time, I feel like, okay, my job is to follow after Jesus. That's my job. And then I'm gonna point Ayla to do the same. I'm gonna pray for Ayla to do the same. And together, Amanda and I get to link arms and to say, let's chase after Jesus together trusting that she'll do the same. Don't wait for tomorrow, friends. Start today. What are the things that you need to let go of? What practices do you need to establish? What area of your heart do you need to uncover to say, God, I'm all yours. I'm all in. I want to go to your way over the world's way. All across this room, would you bow your heads in a moment of prayer? And here's kind of a response moment for you and for I. To say, God, we want to go your way over the world's way. And tonight, God, as I think about your incredible love, your incredible grace and mercy for us, and I'm humbled by who you are. God, I thank you that you are our heavenly Father. And I recognize in a room with this amount of people in it, some of us, have earthly fathers that have abandoned us, that have hurt us. Some of us, uh, some of us have earthly fathers that, man, it's hard to respect them. 
And sometimes it's difficult for us in this moment to talk about God being a heavenly father when our earthly father, man, like that, I don't want to connect those two things and I don't know how to disconnect them. And can I tell you tonight, for some of us, our fathers actually allowed us to see more about who God is. So we're all coming from different places. But what we get to read tonight is about scripture where it talks about God being our heavenly father. That his love for us is so much more than we can even grasp. That his mercy and his grace, man, they cover us. The amount of patience that he has. And tonight I'm praying that we're reminded of who you are, God, and what you've done. How you've changed our lives forever. And because of this, we get to walk in freedom with you. God, tonight we commit to go in your way over the world's way. Will you help us to do this very thing? We love you, God. In your name we pray. And all God's people said, amen.